Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here hanging out with Chandler Bing. Chandler, how the heck are you, dude? I'm playing with my phone. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, welcome. <laughs> how are you? It's easy for you to say. You just can't get anyone else. And I know people, you know, if anyone's watching, they're tired of hearing me whine about it. This but. is Greg Tillman, of course. Uh, I am Noel T. Manning II. We talk movies uh, each week. Uh, I have, you're right, Greg, Greg says, look, I'll do this one time. That well, is true, right? You did. You said, you and said I you didn't were... even promise to get there all the way through the show. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said I'll do half the show. But you, this we, isn't some act. It is. Know. We have gotten so much non-viewer mail. It is amazing how I, many I've people been humbled. <laughs> are out there saying we want Greg back. We want Greg back. We don't care about you, but we want Greg back. So Greg, uh, the funniest thing someone compared us to like Letterman and Paul Schaefer. <laughs> Paul is the host and right. the grouchy guy in the corner is, is me, is Dave, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah I like it. I, I like get it. that. I get that. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, I enjoy this, man. We, we go back a long ways. We've yeah. known each other since uh, 98. Um, no, since huh, the, no, huh? No, no, 91. no 91. I'm 91. Sorry. See, I can't count. <laughs> no, don't ask me math. But yeah, since 91, November 91, yeah. uh, we, we met each other. And so, um, yeah, this is fun. I'm, well, I'm enjoying Actually, this. a little prior to that, because right before we started Headline News, you were going to intern with us. That's exactly and We right. weren't on the air, and you'd come in like a little puppy, yeah. like a little poodle in the yeah. corner and go, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? You know, and there's nothing to do because we're not pick on me. the air yet. Pick me. That was yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> but, but, who would have thought that relationship would have lasted? Not me, but it has. And, and I'm yeah. glad that we're able to do this. Yeah. And I enjoy, enjoy this. Even... Even if I ask you, hey, hey, Greg, would you mind watching this movie? Yeah, sure. And then you don't watch it. So no, you didn't get, I didn't get the password on how to see it. <laughs> so we've got one of those movies today that I will review, and Greg will tell me why he did not review it. So yeah, we'll do well, that it's, today. It's complicated. But if, if you haven't seen the show, it is about movies. Uh, that's that title right there. Yeah, meet me at the movies. See, look, look see it? See that? You're covering up my Meet graphic. me at the movies. It took a long time to make that. <laughs> We talk all sorts of things related to films. We look at what's in uh, theaters now, what's at the box office, uh, give you my take on some films. Uh, Craig, if he watches a movie, may give his Did take. Did you say Craig? I don't know what I said. I thought you said Craig. I Maybe may have. Uh, I'm old and deaf. Chandler so Bing. We'll get back to Chandler Bing. You don't that's like a Chandler. Body I can relate to him. Yeah, I can see it. Sad, actually, maybe. It is. You're yeah. very much like Chandler in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. So he has many better ways. hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got better hair than both of us. Wow. So no anyway, we do talk movies. We'll, we'll tell you what's uh, for home delivery. We, we uh, pick a tech, take five. So we'll pick five films or five uh, performances. And this week on our take five, here's a sneak peek. Um, we'll tell you some bombs of the summer, uh, some box office bombs, and then uh, some of my, uh, my bombs, ones that actually made it on my list as far as the the worst films of the summer. So that's uh, what you have to look forward to. I'm excited. Cool. I'm I am pumped. too. Let's do this. Let's do it. Um, movie news. I want to share this. I've been trying to talk about this for the past three weeks, and it's always been at the bottom of the show, so we never get a chance to talk about it. Right. But there's this uh, organization called MoviePass.com. Yeah. And if you are a movie fan, this organization has been around since 2012, 
and uh, they've just recently lowered their prices for, for $9.99 a month, you could see up to 31 films in theaters a month. So every day for a month you can go see a movie as long as it's a, a, a flat screen, you can't see IMAX or 3D, but you can see as many movies as you want daily, well, as many movies in a month, one per day. So How does this work? How does it work? Uh, there's a website, you go on, you sign up, you know, you put in all your information, it's called moviepass.com. Um, you put in your information and then they send you a card that's actually a MasterCard okay. that is kind of like a declining credit. But like a debit. In, a sort debit, of, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they've got it set up that uh, you, you have an app that you download to your phone called moviepass.com and you can check out the movie locations in your area that, that take this. You click, I want to go see this now, you can get an e-ticket, and then you go and watch your movie. So um, I have signed up. Um, I will give you updates on how it works and how it doesn't work. I have not received my movie MasterCard in the mail yet. So once that happens, I'll give you updates on if I think it's worth it or not. But I think it's an interesting concept. You know, when Netflix came out, people said, nah, people still want to go to Blockbuster. Right. They still want to go to your video stores. Right. And we saw what happened. The video store industry died. And very few stand. It's amazing that in Shelby you still got family video stores. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you look, the big chains are gone. Um, so I, I think this concept is really interesting. How will it pay for itself? How will it be able to happen? Well, that's the big question: is how does it pay for itself? Well, they get all of your information, so it's a big marketing aspect. So they get your information about what movies you like. You can rate your films on their app. Uh, and so they see the kind of things you like and dislike, and all that is good good business for them, and they can sell that to other people. Right. Well, so uh, does is this um, how do you put it? Is this just for certain theater chains, or is this no, across it's, the it's, board? No, it's across the board. And there are, I think it's at like ninety one percent of theaters across the country, you could go do this. So is AMC here part of AMC that? is part of it, but AMC is trying to block it. And uh, I think the challenge with that is the, the, um, the owner of this company said, unless you block MasterCard, you know, you're not going to be able to block it all across the country. Right. Because what's happening is uh, moviepass.com, they're paying the full price. So it's not like AMC is not getting their money's worth out of it. Well, with all due respect to AMC, what's it to them? Or Regal yeah. or anyone else, they're still making the same amount of money, That's right? That's exactly right. That is exactly right. So... We'll see how it works, but I think it's an interesting concept, and for those who really like to see films, if you go see two films, it's worth it, because matinee prices are about six bucks, and so it pays for itself even if you just see two films at the matinee per month. So just wanted to mention that as far as some interesting movie news. Uh, new releases in theaters uh, this weekend, if you're interested in checking out uh, some new releases, there are three. Uh, Stephen King, actually, we'll, we'll start with, uh, we're going to hold off on Stephen King. Uh, we'll start with a film that's based on a true story. It's called 9-11. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Charlie Sheen, and uh, Gina Gershon star in this film that's uh, a drama, absolutely a drama, about a group of people trapped in an elevator in the World Trade Center, uh, one of the towers uh, during the September 11th attack. Um, and it also follows the first responders and the people who were there to try to help them. Um, is this a true story? Uh, based on a true it story. It is? Yeah, based on a true story, uh, really a... a, a we know the ending of this, uh, so it's kind of like the Titanic. You know, kind of how it ends, and it doesn't end uh, end with a happy ending. And so, but uh, I think it's interesting. We've seen so many of these films. You know, I can count four or five that have surrounded 
the September 11th attacks. Right. And right. so uh, if you're looking for something close to uh, that time frame, you've got 9-11 coming up, the anniversary of that. Uh, this drama may be one you want to check out. What's the buzz on it? Well, it's got a it's got a, an interesting cast. Um, yeah. you know, the, Charlie the, Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Well, Whoopi. Well, yeah. Gina she won Gershon. An Oscar. Hey, Gina. Yeah. You know Gina. Yeah. And it's it's worth watching Gina in an elevator. So you know, there you go. That's a good point. That's a good point. So uh, yeah, the, the buzz is is kind of mixed for this. Um, so we'll we'll see. But uh, you know, anytime you've got a film based on a true story, especially based on perspectives of of these stories that you've seen in multiple ways before. What are you doing different? Well, the different part is these people are trapped in, and how do they how do they get out? And it sounds grim. I mean, Sorry? it sounds grim. It does. It yeah. has to be, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's not one of those. Uh, this is definitely not uh, your happy uh, your happy romantic comedy. That is for what's next. The movie Home Again, which is a romantic comedy with Reese Witherspoon and uh, Michael Sheen, Candace Bergen also uh, in this movie uh, about a recently separated mother of uh, two who tries to start a new life in Los Angeles. Uh, but it's a little complicated when she takes on three young charismatic guys as house guests. So uh, it's, uh, yeah. So it, this is a film that my wife and daughter are both really excited about seeing. But you're not. I, I'm not. I, I will go see it. I do like Reese Witherspoon, and I like romantic comedies, but... It's hard to make a good one, isn't it? There's so many yeah. cliched ones, and I hate to say it, this sounds like a, you know made by numbers kind of thing it does. And, but i love we, we i'm like you i love reese yep. she's charming and she's sweet and yep. you can't not like her but right it just doesn't sound like it's going to be very good it doesn't it just looks like the same old same old and yeah. i don't know why it's so hard to make a good romantic comedy well it, i can th i can count on one hand how many in my opinion good romantic comedies right. there are in yeah. recent years I, th I think there are are probably more good ones but great ones i think that's a whole other level Okay. You know, yeah, I think there that. are some good ones, but to say great romantic comedies, I'm with you. I think yeah. there just there have just been a handful of. I great don't know ones. if it's just that hard to do, or people are just too lazy to try to do a yeah. really good one. Well, you know, finding a different formula um, is the challenge. I think that a lot of filmmakers have because romance, most films. Let's let's think about it. Most films do have some kind of formula. There was a great screenwriter uh, by the name of Blake Snyder, who wrote a whole book called Save the Cat, and it's all about formulas and he said he doesn't break formulas down from the concept of genres like comedy or drama he said formulas are stories and he said he can take you know every film and break it into about 10 or 12 different formulas and really that that is the case and we'll mm -hmm. talk about some of those on a future show i think that'd be a lot of fun mm -hmm. but uh, yeah I, I, i'm with you i don't think it's going to be anything new or exciting i think it's going to be much of the same but that's home again uh, in theaters this weekend uh, and if you're looking for something a little more spooky and creepy stephen king's adaptation film adaptation of the movie It, uh, the book It, uh, this was released as a novel back in 1986 about a creepy, freaky clown missing children, the power of memory, childhood trauma, and horror unleashed in a small town. If that's what you're looking for, uh, this may be a film for you. There's a lot of really good early buzz for this. Uh, I went back and checked out the miniseries just this last week. The miniseries does not hold up the acting not strong. Richard Thomas was in this. Right. Uh, John Ritter right. in this. The acting did not hold up. The music, of course, didn't right. really hold very up. Dated. Um, dated. It just it it felt very dated. When was that out? I saw it. 
I, you know, I don't have that. I think it was early '80s. I was well. The, the book was '86. Okay. So it would so have been late, late '80s or early right. '90s. Okay. Um, I don't. You know, I need to go back. I'll let you know that next time. Right. But it didn't hold up. This one's getting a lot of good buzz, and if it's successful at the box office, they're going to do another version of it from the different perspective. This one is looking at it from the kids' perspective. There'll be another version of it looking at it from adult perspectives. From the clown's a, perspective? <laughs> that would be That'd be, a, that that'd be, be the third one. That'd be the third one. Uh, yeah, probably the trilogy. Watch that. The It trilogy. Let's look at uh, you know, Pennyworth and see what he has to say. No, wow. that's Alfred. Is that right? Penny, no, I don't. What was it? Penny, Penny Knuckle. Penny. Penny Knuckle. Pennyworth. Penny something. M- uh, Money Penny. From Money James Penny. Bond? No. Anyway. Penny this, Lane. Yeah. Any for your thoughts. It in theaters this weekend. Uh, Also in limited theaters this weekend, let me give you a review of a film that I asked Greg to watch as well. (laughs) The movie is called Rememory with Peter Dinklage from um, Game of Thrones. Uh, Why did you not watch this movie? I I couldn't find the password. (laughs) He forgot to look in the correct email for the password, yeah, which is well, very I, fitting. I, I'm not sure I knew there were more than one, but once you brought it to my attention right before we taped, I, yeah, I missed that one, I guess. Yeah. You, so not. did I miss much? Well, remember. How's that for a second? There you, I like it. You. Like yeah. it. Well, let, let's talk about this film, Rememory. It's a mystery sci-fi thriller um, right. set in modern times. So, you know, when you think sci-fi, you think outer, a lot of people think outer space, they think future. Now this is current times and the concept is, um, you find yourself asking the question, what happens when somebody creates this device that will allow you to recapture any memory, um, you know, any memory that you have or any memory that's hidden and save it on a disk? You know, any memory that you've got, take it back, you know, go back and look at it. If you want There's to several it, I'd like to erase, <laughs> but yeah. I don't want to recapture and save any. So, so, you know, what happens when that device is created and the inventor of that device gets murdered? That's what starts, that's kind of the inciting incident that kind of kicks this story into high gear. It reminds me of the pensive, is that how, uh, I never knew quite how to pronounce that in the Harry Potter films where they take memories and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put them in the, the bowl, right? similar yeah. electronic version of that. Yeah, this one almost, it's like a computer with a little you know, disk drive and you, right. can, you plug it into your head and, and you think back to a certain memory and then it kind of recaptures it and saves it. For you. Visually. So visually. Interesting. So you get to see exactly what you saw. So uh, the, the inventor's murdered, and so then, of course, Peter Dinklage's character uh, decides to try to do some sleuthing and try to find out, okay, who killed this guy and why did they kill this guy? And he's just a guy, uh, just a regular guy who happened to have some kind of connection to the inventor, and you find all that out as it unfolds. Um, you know, it's, I, I love the concept. Here's some pros for this. I really love the story concept. I thought the casting uh, was great for Dinklage. There are a lot of other faces that you will recognize, uh, maybe not names, but you will recognize some faces. But other than, than his character, everybody else really felt stock stereotypical there was nothing new there was no depth really he's a really good actor that can he's a great actor yeah Yeah. Uh, that makes a difference there were some interesting twists nice editing choices the shot selections were were spot on really creative cinematography but here's kind of the downfall for it um the plot holes there were a few plot holes that really bothered me um and there was this the soundtrack it was going back to like this 80s synthesizer casio soundtrack on several of the segments of it and any idea why i have no idea it just it didn't work you know it didn't work 
think about the the TV show if you have if you've seen it on Netflix called Stranger Things, which yeah. I think is a great series. Right. They use that kind of creepy music, but it fits within that time frame. Here, it didn't really fit, and so that bothered me. Um, but you know, but overall, it was it was an okay film. Um, giving it a B minus. Uh, it's something if you're looking for something a little different, um, I'd recommend you know checking it out. It, it's, uh, it's it's just a little bit of an escape film, and it, it kind of keeps you guessing and asking certain questions along the way. So, Rememory is the name of that. It is in select theaters uh, and on video on demand now. So, um, so now that I know where the password is, can I still watch it? <laughs> yeah, you can still I mean, watch it. It doesn't do any good for the show, but I like Peter Dinklage. And I, I know it's not cool to say it, but I have not watched Game of Thrones. But I've seen him in other things, and I like him a lot. Yeah. And he, so. if, if you don't know who the guy is, if you remember Elf with, oh, yeah, with Will he Ferrell, was in that. he was the angry elf at the end that beat the snot out of Will Ferrell's character, Buddy the Elf. So... That's Peter Dinklage. Uh, we're going to take a break. We will come back with another review of the movie in theaters called Wind River. Uh, also, we'll give you a take five of uh, the summer of, uh, of Misses of the summer, uh, all that, and, and maybe a few other things. Right after this break, I'm Noel T. Manning II. That's Joey Triviani, and you are watching C19 TV's Meet Me at the Movies. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Ross Geller over there. Ross, how are you, man? I'm checking my text messages. Checking his text yeah. messages. Yeah. I do want to think, right, uh, in the belly of the beast, our good buddy, Mr. Tim Foster. Cut, yeah, cut to there's the Tim a, Cam. Tim Cam. There's the Tim Cam. Look at, oh, man, oh, man. showing the gun. <laughs> Look at that. He does that all the time. Does it's he really, really annoying. Yeah, man. you know, we're in the middle of shooting something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your work for lunch, back there. you know, and he does <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, you know, I went out to guy. I went out to eat with you guys at some restaurant locally, and, yeah. and a waitress walks up, and he's going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give yeah. me a. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, give me a. Can you, can you, can you give me some tater tots with that, please? Yeah, tater tots. Want some <laughs> he tater squirts tots. some extra tots because of the guns. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's an armed robbery. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. We appreciate it, and thanks for our viewers out there. And hey, if you are listening to us, you can also listen to us on a podcast. Uh, okay. on um, um, a little partnership we've developed, uh, WGWG. Uh, we've developed a little podcast from this show that uh, if you wanted to download or listen to it live, I don't know when it airs live or recorded live. Well, well it, we, it doesn't air know. live. We're recording but, it right now. go to WGWG.org, click on the SoundCloud link. You do link. know this isn't live, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, I just know. Go to the SoundCloud link and look for Meet Me at the Movies and uh, whatever episode. So we're starting to do that. Did that last week. And we had uh, three of you that listened. So thank you. It's a start. Thank you, uh, it's a Mom, start. Yeah. Um, Catherine, and Beth. Uh, Thomas refused to listen. So Keep thanks it in to the my family. family. You couldn't get the whole family to watch <laughs> couldn't it. Couldn't get listen. the whole family. But if you want to watch it, you can go to www.c19.tv. I right. had to think because it's a new. And, new, and you don't new even, website. you know what? And you don't even have to type in the www. Actually, you, you do. Want. I don't know why. Do you really? I don't know why. I'm, working, I'm working on it. I'm okay. working on it. All right. All right. Yeah. So anyway. 
You can watch it. You can listen to it. You can just come out and hang out with us and be part of our studio audience if you'd like. That Email. would be scary. <laughs> that I started be, to say that'd be fine, but that maybe be. not. So, so I would much rather be in the studio audience. And well, if, you. if you want to be in the studio audience. We'll have a contest to, to, be, to be your co-host one week. Ooh, yeah. ooh, I like we'll that. We'll talk about that off like camera. It. Okay, we'll talk about that and we'll work out the details. But in, in the meantime, um, at CinemaScenesUSA on Twitter, if you, if you want to send me a tweet, say you're interested. But we'll work out the details of that later. Uh, new movie in theaters, I uh, want to tell you about. This movie has been making a, a big splash at the festival circuit. It uh, was great. Uh, Cannes loved it. Or cons. Or cans. Uh, depending on which part of the world you're from. Or the county. Or the county. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Nantucket uh, Film Festival loved this. And what was the other one that I listed that really liked this? Um, oh, Sundance. Uh, Sundance crowds love this movie called Wind River. Uh, Graham Greene, uh, many will remember him from Dances with Wolves uh, in this film. Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen also in this film. And if you're like, wait a minute, those names are familiar? Well, if you're part of the, if you know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye. Coming together again, but in different ways. Wow. Worlds. So uh, those they're are not, the, they're not Marvel. They're not heroes. Marvel. No. They're That's the, too bad. That could have been fun. <laughs> yeah, Dances with Wolves meets uh, The Avengers. It'd be a yeah. really interesting film, but that's not what this is. But those are the lead actors in this film. Uh, this is a drama murder mystery. I've been kind of on this drama murder mystery kick this week as we talked about Remembery back before the break. Uh, this is written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. Uh, he brought the world Sicario and also Hell or High Water. The film is set in the snowy and frozen landscape of Native American Wyoming. Uh, it's based on a true story, and it follows a very underprepared FBI agent played by Olson. Um, she's from Florida, so, you know, you put somebody from Florida in a frozen tundra, it's not, a, not an easy thing to, to connect to. Fish out of water. Fish out of water. Uh, she teams up with this veteran wildlife tracker uh, played by Jeremy Renner, and they're looking to try to uncover... Um, the, the mystery behind this death of this young woman who died kind of in the middle of this frozen wasteland uh, barefoot. And you see from the very beginning of the film, you see this woman running. Uh, she's about 18, 19, and you see her running um, through this frozen, frozen ground, and then she just kind of collapses, and then she's found. And so the whole film is trying to figure out why did this happen? Did it happen uh, because of, of something she did or something somebody else did? So it's the, that's the mystery, and that's what starts this, uh, this whole concept. Um, the uh, locations were absolutely stunning here, uh, really, really well shot, uh, nice cast, uh, like the narrative. Um, it's a very slow-burning uh, film, and what I mean by that, if, if you're looking for fast pace and fast answers, that's not what this is. Um, this is really this kind of mystery that unfolds layer by layer by layer, um, it's not, I, I wouldn't call this a, a, a crime mystery thriller. You know, with, with thrillers you get a lot more action. Um, this one's really much more of the drama vein. Um, but you know, I, I thought it was a, it was a well done film. Uh, Peter Berg uh, produced this. Peter Berg uh, did Patriot Day uh, last year and also did uh, Deepwater Horizon. He produced this along with the Weinstein Company, or Weinstein. Uh, Which is it? That's right. <laughs> is it potato or potato? You know, it depends on, once again, what part of the country or county, county? you're from, according okay. to, to Mr. Greg Tillman. I, I recommend this. It was one that flew under the radar. Um, didn't really have a lot of high expectations for it. Kind of went in with going, okay, we'll see what we got. A B rating 
is what I'm giving for Wind River. You think the slower pace will hurt it? People are so accustomed oh, yeah. to it will. fast action and quick cuts yep. and those things. That, Absolutely. That when you do see something that takes its time to unfold, it some people could perceive it as dull. Yeah, yeah. And, th and this will definitely go go in that realm. For people who just want fast pace, want everything boom, 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 boom now, uh, this is not that kind of film. Uh, but if you're looking for a film that's got, uh, you've got a story that kind of drives the characters, uh, this one does that. And also you've got a couple of interesting characters uh, teamed up as well. So that movie is called Wind River. It is in theaters now and a B rating on my scorecard. Well, let's dive into Take 5. We've got time to go through the uh, Take 5 box office losers of the summer. This is the domestic box office, but I'll also let you know what it did worldwide so you'll get a taste of how things uh, factor in. Uh, the number five worst film of the summer from a money-making standpoint in the U.S. was Alien Covenant. A $97 million budget for this. It only brought in $74 million here in the U.S. But worldwide, it did make its money back with uh, you know $230 million and change. So we'll probably see more. Yeah, we'll see more. It just seems so worn out. Uh, it does. It does. And, and They've uh, been making these things on and off for 40 years. No, 30? No, 30. Yeah, no, 30. 40. Oh, uh, no, really? Late, late 70s. Oh, my gosh, you're yeah. right. I'm that old. So yes. yeah, but, yes, but there was nothing to me new in this film that I had not already seen done better before. Uh, number four at the box office, as far as a bomb, uh, The Mummy, um, $125 million budget. Tom Cruise was in this, 80 million domestically, but worldwide, uh, $400 million worldwide on this film. Wow. Uh, this is part of the, the Dark Universe series where they were hoping to do a whole bunch of monster monster films. With, this was the first. With a global take like that, they probably will continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it'll happen. Um, I, I think it will happen. Now, this next film, uh, number three loser of the summer, I don't think we're going to continue to see these, uh, and that was the hope. Uh, Valerian of the City of a Thousand Planets. Remember, I gave this uh, a, a D minus on just the name of the film. Uh, I gave it a D plus, I think, for the actual film itself. You didn't like it? Did not like no. it at all. Okay. $177 million budget for this, uh, $40 million in the U.S., uh, and it did not make its money back worldwide. $172 million worldwide. So Which studio put that out? I don't know. I just uh, wonder if they're, gonna, if they're in a lot of hurt. You know, it was, it was Manning, Manning, and Gingingham um, put that I out. I love their so. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and this is, you know, Dale's, remember Dale? Remember Dale? Dale Guffey? Dale Guffey. I wish you were here right now instead of me. Dale Guffey's favorite movie of the summer is the <laughs> number two least favorite as a box office. That's right. Transformers The Last Night. If she calls one in your cell number for a this, I'm going to give it to her. Big box office bomb here in the U.S. $217 million budget in the U.S. Uh, $130 is all it made in the U.S., but worldwide. That's a little surprising, actually. It really is. Yeah. It really is. But there'll be more? There'll be more. Yeah. $604 million worldwide. Um, and the number one box office bomb of the summer from a money-making standpoint, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, $175 million budget, $40 million in the U.S., and only $146 million worldwide. So that That's is a big box office That's the end of that. Bomb. That's the end of that. Yeah. Um, quickly, I'm going to give you my worst-rated films of the summer, and then we'll wrap things up. Baywatch, D-plus, uh, Transformers, The Last Night, a D-plus, Valerian and the City of 1,000 Planets, a D-plus, The Dark Tower, a C-minus, and person to person, an indie film at a C minus. I will wrap you up with a little quote, as I always like to do. This comes from Harvey Dent. Hey, you got to make your own luck, kid. So I'm leaving you that. Any final comments, Mr. Greg Tillman? No, no. Bye. All right. 
Nolte, my name is Second Greg Tillman. This is Meet Me at the Movies. Until next time, that is around. Happy